whenever you feel scared or whenever you feel out of your comfort zone or anything like that, ask yourself the question, what is the worst thing that can happen? And when you ask yourself that question, you actually start to realize it's often not that bad. People are, we're, we're always so scared to try new things, to do things. I was sharing my recipes and my breakfasts and whatever. And at that time, my agents were not very happy with that in the fashion industry. You know, they were working on a certain like high fashion image and they said it wasn't cool. Like I heard things as like, why are, are you making, why are you showing your breakfast? Like nobody cares. I was very influenced by like people around me and I was like, oh, should I quit or anything? And then I just kind of started to think and I was like, what is the worst thing what can happen? Like, I really wanted to have a platform and like, you know, have a voice. And I was like, the worst thing that can happen here is that I don't do it. Stay in the life and routine where I'm in right now. And in a couple of years, you know, maybe when I fade out of modeling, I do not have something I'm purely passionate about. Hey, hello, Sana. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. We're so excited to have you. For everyone listening and watching, we're here with Sana Floe. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, flute. I know it's a different oh, one. Oh, flute. I was like doing it the French way. Totally different. If you saw her name, you would automatically know who she was. I just mispronounced. But she is a Dutch influencer, model, the co-founder of Nekahama Matcha. You just launched a health and wellness and recipe and food platform called SoulSync Body. Uh, you pretty much do everything. Is there anything I missed? <laughs> no, I think you, I think you recapped it pretty well. Yeah. When you're introducing yourself to people, what do you say? Oh my God. On, to be honest, it, it switches every time a little bit. It depends on the situation and who I'm in. But in general, I would say that um, I'm the creator of my own wellness platform and app, Soulsing Body with workouts and nutrition and a co-founder of a matcha startup. I That's how it. I... Myself. Yeah. Keeping yourself very busy. Uh, I would love to know, I know you started off modeling it's transformed into many things. Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey? Yeah, so I started modeling when I was 18. I actually lived in Paris about a year and then I moved to the United States, um, immediately in New York. I was like, wow, this is it. And I had a very successful modeling career from there. Did a bunch of the fashion weeks, the shows, um, like Victoria's Secrets, all of it. At one point, I just really felt the kind of the negative effects of the, the industry having on me, on my mental health. And I was truly not really enjoying anymore what I was doing. I was constantly traveling on an airplane every single day. I was constantly exhausted um, to a point I didn't even know like in which country I was, like what time it was. And I just... I just didn't really feel good. And I was like, okay, I can't like be creative here. I, I wasn't happy. And for me, that's like my drive. Like I want to do things that really make me happy. And I obviously really had to always like look on my best. So I really got into like the fitness and like the wellness and nutrition and really see like how I could like incorporate that into my daily life and how I could use that 
in a healthy way to like s sustain throughout industry because you need a lot of energy. You need it always to be in shape. Like he needed good skin. So I really created like a big passion for it. And I saw so many young girls around me having so many troubles, like eating disorders and all of that. And I just really noticed that this is not only an industry, but like far beyond that. So when lockdown happened and, you know, the traveling stopped for modeling, that's kind of where my big transition point started. And I really started to lean in and like sharing the content. And I just started to notice how many people, yeah, uh, found inspired by it, motivated, motivated by it. And um, yeah, decided to take things serious. That's amazing. Well, for those who don't know also, this is not like a small platform she has on YouTube. Sana has like over one and a half million subscribers, which is insane because those are like hard to get people to subscribe to your YouTube is a big commitment. So you have a loyal following of people who have indeed found inspiration from everything you've done. Did you when did you start on YouTube? I started back in, what was it, 2017. I, um, I, I launched it in the Philippines on my, no, actually I launched it for my, uh, for the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show in Shanghai. That was my very first like video. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Nobody, like there weren't really models like doing, I think only Carly Kloss was the only one. Um, but there were no models on YouTube. And I was like, you know what? Let me like take people like backstage. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I could barely speak English. I would like practice with my camera. I would walk around New York City. For, I would put a timer on for 30 minutes and then I would just walk around and holding my camera and I was just vlogging on the street just to like practice like speaking and also just vlogging in public. And I don't know, it was just such a big step out of my comfort zone. So that's how the YouTube channel yeah, started. Well, it's funny you say it's a step out of your comfort zone because every time I watch your videos, I'm like, you seem so natural. Like, it does not, I feel like I would just be so awkward and seem so unnatural sharing a lot of my life on the front stage of all these people, but you do it in such like a genuine, authentic way. Is that like hard for you? Do you have to focus on it or does it come easily now? Well, well, thank you. Um, at the beginning, it was so hard. Like I, you know, I think I've created 10, over 10 videos that I never posted before because I was embarrassed. And I think my first 20 videos, I would film it and like I would have help with editing because I had to learn and I would just put it online and I would never watch it like ever. I wouldn't even watch it if it was finished. I was like, I can't, I can't look at it. <laughs> me cringe, maybe uncomfortable. Um, so at the beginning, it was hard. Like English is not my first language, which was tough. And then speaking in front of a camera, like doing that in public. But at one point, I, I got so used to it. And now, now sometimes I feel I'm so open with the camera that I sometimes forget how many people are actually watching. Yeah. That's so funny you say that because I actually feel the same way about this podcast. I never watch the episodes because like my voice kind of makes me cringe and you're kind of like, oh, why did I say that? Why did I do that? So maybe after a couple of years, I'll be like you and it'll seem <laughs> natural. <laughs> well, I am clearly a big fan. I'm so excited to have you on the show, mostly because I'm excited to hear your answer to our one big question, which is, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Ooh. Uh, whenever you feel scared or whenever you feel out of your comfort zone or anything like that, ask yourself the question, what is the worst thing that can happen? And 
when you ask yourself that question, you actually start to realize it's often not that bad. And I feel that has really, it really drove me through all the challenges I faced. And I don't know, where people are, we're, we're always so scared to try new things, to do things. And yeah, I mean, I think that was the best piece of advice I've ever got. I love that. Did someone in particular share that with you or did you see it somewhere? I think it was my, I think it was my mother when I was maybe uh, like 16 or something. But yeah, I can't really clearly remember the moments, but I do really live by this advice. Yeah, I think that that reminds me of a very popular concept, I think, in psychology, like decatastrophizing. And they basically say to focus on the worst things that could happen. And most of the time, like you just said, you realize like it's not quite as bad as you think it will be. And I love that because it's kind of the opposite of the quote that I've posted on my page that says, what's the best that could happen? Because sometimes thinking about the opposite is actually more helpful. Are there specific times in your life where that says like rung really true to you where you've remembered that advice very clearly? Ooh. Um, I think it definitely was when I started posting on YouTube and I, you know, I was sharing my recipes and my breakfast and whatever. And at that time, um, my agents were not very happy with that in the fashion industry. You know, they were working on a certain like high fashion image and they said it wasn't, it wasn't cool. Like I heard things as like, why are, are you making, why are you showing your breakfast? Like nobody cares. And I, I was like very influential like I or not I was what is it called when someone very influenced yeah I was very influenced by like people around me and I was like oh should I quit or anything and then I just kind of started to think and I was like what is the worst thing what can happen like I really wanted to have a platform and like you know have a voice and I was like the worst thing that can happen here is that I don't do it stay in the life and routine where I'm in right now and in a couple years you know, maybe when I fade out of modeling, I do not have something I'm purely passionate about. And I was like, let's go. (laughs) I mean, it ended up working out really well for you. I, I love that advice. In the realm of, so you've also clearly been exposed to a lot in the modeling world in the realm of health and wellness, or honestly, the lack thereof. What do you have one piece of advice that was like the best advice you got throughout those very formative years of your life? I'm assuming you got a lot of advice, too, about how to keep up with your looks and what you ate. And and maybe actually it's like maybe there's some of the the worst advice in there, too. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely both. I mean, I do something. I I do think something what was a really good advice always is kind of how you really interact with people. And, you know, every day you're on different sets working with different people and like I think that's something with you know the advice I would always get is like be kind to everyone be respectful to everyone thank everyone like you're every day working with new people but you know everyone it's a small world so everyone comes around too and like I think that was yeah I think that's a piece of advice everyone should apply to yeah yeah I think that's wonderful I always say that you can see a lot about a person by the way they treat the waiter which I stand by. Um, Very good you, call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people who are mean to waiters are generally mean people. 
I feel yeah. like it's a pretty rule of life. Um, do you think, okay, so I guess I'm going to rephrase what I was getting at with the other one. There's a lot of pressures clearly in the modeling world and a lot of pressures in the influencer world to look a certain way. And is there a good piece of advice you got or maybe just something that you've told yourself to help alleviate some of that pressure that is so easy to just be like overcome by? Yeah. Um, I think the number one thing is, you know, as soon as we open up social media, we see the highlights, we see the wins, we see the highs. Uh, and obviously, you know, the marketing and like big fashion campaigns, you know, everything looks perfect. But if you can, if I could just like lay out or like show someone the amount of hours, for example, even I would be on set with hair and makeup and lighting and fixing. And then after editing, literally where I was there, they would, you know, edit your face or like things like that. If you see like how much goes into creating these perfect pictures, you can really see that this is not the reality and just like reminding yourself of that, that whatever you see through a screen or on a billboard or whatever, um, it's all very curated and yeah, often like retouched and things like that. So keeping that as a reminder that sometimes around always there is a bit of a filter on um, and even, yeah, even I have to do that too. Yeah, I love that. That does help put it into perspective. It's it's generally so much more than we think it is. We think people just wake up and look the way they do on Instagram, and that is not the case. <laughs> not abortion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, truly. I think we all wish, but um, do you... I love that I feel like you are very focused into like deep thinking and meditation. Do you have any quotes or mantras? Clearly, we love quotes around here that you have lived by or even recently that you've repeated to yourself every day. Um, let me see a quote that I kind of live by. Um, see, I do think one of that I saw recently was believe you can do it and you're halfway you're halfway there um i really i really love that is there a certain reason why that has resonated with you particularly right now do you think um i think you know we're all going through phases sometimes of you know insecurities um confidence and it's just very i think it's a very natural thing for for people so I think like sometimes reminding yourself of that just kind of helps. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really love that. I want to talk a little bit more about SoulSync Body and your new platform because I think it's a wonderful platform and I think it can help so many people. Do you have, relating to that, do you have a best piece of advice that you would give to someone else who is starting on this health and wellness journey and isn't sure where to start really? Well, throw in a quote. <laughs> One of our quotes actually for Soulsling Body is life in balance. And I truly believe that the balance is key of wellness. Um, if you're in this extremes of you know, whether that's in fitness or nutrition and stuff, it is so much harder to actually build sustainable, healthy habits. 
And I think that's something I've been really focused on to like bring in the community and to like create these sustainable, healthy habits that you can literally live by. Um, so it comes out in like micro steps and maybe it's not always the most intense workouts, but it's low impact workouts that you are actually able to do on a consistent basis. And you don't have to have fancy equipment or a gym, a gym full equipped or anything. You can do this from home and maybe it's going for a walk, but like incorporating these type of habits and then, um, with the nutrition. So I personally don't follow a certain diet. Um, for some people that, that works, but it's more adapting to a lifestyle where you're incorporating tons of like whole foods and actually learning how to cook and just being aware, like being aware of your body, being aware of what you're putting inside. And yeah, this is why I created the, the app for people to like navigate there and find those micro steps. I love that. Well, everyone who hasn't checked it out yet, go check it out. Wonderful recipes, wonderful ways to just, like she said, get some movement in, whether that is more intense or a softer movement for the day. Um, last question that I would love to hear is what advice would you give your younger self? There's so much I would want to tell her. You can say all of it. Enjoy the ride. I think that's like, I think we also live in such like future and, um, I feel sometimes it's hard to be in the present. And I think, yeah, that's what I would tell, what, tell my younger self to be more present, to enjoy the moments um, and be very intentional. Like whether that's with your relationships, with your friends, with your family, with things that make you happy, your self-care. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for joining us and for all of your wise words. And again, um, just for the inspiration and confidence you've given so many people through your platform. I want everyone to know where they can go to follow you and your work and anything you have coming up. So give us websites, handles, brands. <laughs> okay. You can find me on Instagram at Sanaflut. It's S-A-N-N-E-V-L-O-E-T. Um, same thing on YouTube and then at Soul Sync Body and at Nekohama Matcha. You can find me as well. Well, thank you for having me in your kind words. Of course. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward for to everyone hearing this wonderful episode. And thank you for joining in. Thank you so much. Thank you.